Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Mm. Okay, you ready? I am. Let's do this again. Let's do it again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the second time lucky. Yes. Okay, so. <clears throat> the I hear you okay on mic. Can you say something for me really quick? Just talking about whatever I want to talk about. There's trees behind you. Last time it was a river. Yeah. Very cool. I like the trees. I, th- That's yeah. I had you in mind when I chose this background. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I was like, oh, he's going to like this one. He's going to yeah, like he it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. And today, I get to talk to Adam Barrelet again. I'm so excited. (laughs) Now, some of you might be thinking, again, this is the first time we're hearing of this. Well, we had a little bit of a hiccup with the Zoom recording, so we're doing it again. And I couldn't be more excited because our first conversation was amazing, wasn't it, Adam? It was (laughs) the best dress rehearsal I've ever done. good so we were like well crap we should do this again like we should absolutely get this recorded again so just so you guys know Adam Adam is in Australia so he's not only like a rock star human being but he's all the way over in Australia so for some of you who are listening to the United States that is like quite the distance so you're my very first person that I've recorded on my show that is out of this country and I'm super excited about that. I was thinking about that today. I was like, he's my first like international recording person. So this is really, really cool for me. So Adam, you you are you are a enthusiast for crystals, for tarot, for essential oils, for all things natural health. And you've been doing this since you were a child. You've established yourself in Australia as a premier spiritual teacher, adept in working with crystals along with essential oils, animal guides, tarot, and astrology. So this is like, I love every single one of those things. So I'm super excited to talk to you even more about the essential oils and the animal guides and some of the astrology and how they all kind of like amalgamate together in this juicy delicious energetic cocktail and that is your work so (laughs) oh that sounds good to me yes so can you tell us a little bit about where this all began for you and how this journey started to where you are today yeah definitely so um i started off you know as you said in your introduction i live in australia Mm -hmm. um most people who have heard of australia maybe heard of um, sydney and melbourne which is kind of on the east coast. That's kind of 
more to where like Florida is if we're oh. doing the US. I live more where Los Angeles is, so in a, a city called Perth. Mm. And I grew up in the bushland, so probably not the forest that you've got behind you, but very much like that was where I grew up. Yeah. So as a child, you know, we were riding our bikes through there. Um, it's not unusual for me to see kangaroos every day where I live. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got laughing kookaburras and that kind of thing. So nature was just one of my things. And even when I got to those kind of tricky teenage years where a lot of teenagers might lock themselves in their room, I'd normally find myself outside sitting on the trees at night under the stars. And I always found that was my kind of solace. So mm. as I started to get into my 20s and so on, I just found that anything natural or from nature I was really drawn to. Mm. Um, around probably, I think it was around 17, 18, was the first time I walked, walked into a little crystal shop mm. and I bought myself an amethyst. Ooh. And with the amethyst was a little bit of paper that they gave you with all what all the different crystals did. Mm. And so from there, I, you know, next week I was back in that crystal shop, bought another one. And another one. And another one. He's addicted. Now probably my working collection of crystals is about 350 different crystals. Oh, yes. um, around that time as well, I also started subscribing to a little aromatherapy magazine where you got a little essential oil yeah. each fortnight as well. Um, so I started using them and that type of thing. And I found that, especially with the crystals, there's lots of information out there that tell you what, uh, you know, which crystals are good for love and which ones are good for happiness or abundance but they didn't tell you what to do with them yes so i did my own experiments and was kind of learning different things and then i did travel i lived in melbourne i lived in toronto and i lived in new york city mm. and then realized there's no place like home yeah. when i came back to perth um i worked in a crystal shop and met so many people who were again going so what do i do with this crystal when i take it home and i met someone who invited me to uh, write my first book crystal connections and from there I've, it's kind of evolved into now teaching a lot and over the last few years through the power of zoom i've been at a you know journey around the world and tra travel everywhere and teach everywhere which has been absolutely amazing oh my god that's so incredible and so well put together and such a like you you're a master of brevity you're like i'm going from childhood and here we are right to where we are like wow i feel like i it takes me forever but that was beautifully done <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> so um when we talked last time, I think it was it was super interesting to talk about the essential oils, but I and I also want to like incorporate the essential oils with crystals because like I think we like we were just kind of focusing on the essential oils, but you're a master in not only the essential oils but also like the crystals and how they are appropriate for the different chakra bodies. And I would love to kind of briefly go over what, so for people that are listening to this that do have that question, because that's kind of where our audience sort of lies for the most part is like, what do I do with this stuff and how can I make it work in my life? And so we've talked so much about our different chakra bodies and what they're for and how can we use these extraordinary tools to help balance and heal these areas. So would you be okay with talking about like going from the bottom up? Yeah, definitely. No, okay. definitely let me do that. And just to introduce as well, what I might do is I'll give you a bit of an example of how I like to pair the crystals and the oils and the animals together and that type of thing. Yes. Um, why I like to do this is what I like to do is I like to find an essential oil and a crystal that kind of have a similar energy. Yeah. Um, so instead of just having like one little helper helping you along your way, you've kind of got this whole squadron or whole team. Ooh. 
So one of my favorite practices that I like to teach um, involves, it's an abundance practice mm -hmm. and involves using citrine, which is mm -hmm. a little yellow crystal, yes. and some bergamot essential oil, which oh. is one of the citrus oils as well. So what you need is you need um, a citrine, some bergamot essential oil, and I, I think in America, probably the highest bill is normally a $50 bill, isn't it? The hundreds are floating around a bit. Yeah, usually the hundred is the highest, but we do have a 50, yeah. 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 So either a 50 or a 100 type of thing. Yeah. If you're in America, in Australia, our highest bill is definitely the 100 type of thing. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to hold that crystal, and crystals hold energy. Mm -hmm. And so um, you want to hold it, and you want to visualize what type of abundance you want, it to, you want to have. So that may be you know, paying off some bills. It may be having enough for a holiday. It may be seeing a certain account in, um, certain amount in your account balance. And you send that into the crystal. Now, once you've done that, you get your bergamot, pop a little drop on, rub it over the crystal, rub it over that currency note, and then breathe it in. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we put the crystal and the money into your purse or your wallet. So how do these work with abundance? Well, the citrine's holding that memory. So even when you're not thinking about abundance, that's sending that vibration out. Mm -hmm. The bergamot works in two different ways. First of all, if you're smelling it while you're doing your meditation, it creates what's called an aromatic anchor. You know how we smell lavender and we'll think of like a grandmother or smell a cologne and remind us of an ex or something like that? Yes. It's part of our brain takes us back. So when we smell a bergamot, it'll take us back to that thought form we're holding of, oh, this is me feeling abundant. Yes. The other thing is, each essential oil works on a subtle emotional level. Yes. And bergamot is really good. It's my favorite oil to use for helping people with self-worth. So when it comes to abundance, I often find that how we feel about ourselves and our worth is how the world tends to pay us. You know, how much am I worth? How much should, should I be paid for doing different things and so on? And so this helps to lift that a little bit so that you feel comfortable receiving more money. Mm. Now, what happens with that bill in your um, purse or wallet? You're never allowed to spend it. Uh -huh. And what happens is each time you open your purse or your wallet, instead of going, oh, I've got no money, you go, oh, I've always got money. And just start to change the dialogue you have in your mind. Oh now, I have had the same $100 note in my wallet for several years now. Wow. And even if I'm at a cash-only venue and I that's the only money I have, I will go walking to find an ATM because that is my commitment to not running out of money. Yes. Now, when I first started it, when I was younger, I'd go, oh, it's an emergency, I'll spend that 100 and get another 100 and the money kept on running out. But as soon as I said no more, my money still goes up and down, but I always have enough. Mm. So that's how you can kind of work with them together. If you want to bring an animal in there, you know, the animal that I pair with these two is hummingbird. Huh. So what if we think about hummingbird, they're the lightest bird in the world. Um, and they're the only ones that can fly, you know, stationary and go directly up, down and backwards. So they can do the impossible. So what <laughs> hummingbird teaches us when we look at an animal is when we lighten up, we can do the impossible. Mm. And if you think about it, when the last time that you're having money problems, how do we feel? Yeah, Ugh, yeah, like... heavy and and burdensome and that kind of thing. And husband's like, lift up because we've also had those times when everything's going well. Yeah. So by connecting with hummingbird, just by visualizing a hummingbird around you, or maybe going into a meditation, imagining if a hummingbird could speak to me, what would it say? Hmm. Those types of things. It just kind of if I told you I want to be like a hummingbird, you know, it would lift you up. Yes. So those three three things all incorporated together can kind of help you out to you know to bring more abundance and lightness into your life. 
Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And I'm sure there is, I mean, I'm definitely doing that like 100% when we get off this call. I'm going to be doing exactly that. Awesome. It's what I've been teaching for a a long, long time now. And and the feedback I've got is that, yeah, it works kind of thing. It's, yeah, really important not to break that note though, to put it somewhere in your purse where you can see it, but it's not mistaken for another, another bill or something like that. That's perfect. Oh my God. I love that. So then um, oh. would that be like mainly a solar plexus work, would you say? Yeah, oh. definitely. So yeah. Yeah, sit, you know, when, we, when, we, when we're working through the chakras, and I'll start at the base in a moment, but we kind of go this, the, these energy centers that are associated with different colors of the rainbow. Yes. So we go red, orange, and then yellow is our solar plexus, which is just below our sternum. It's kind of, if we get a fright, we feel it there. Yes. Of thing. And so being a, any yellow crystal is great for that. So citrine is really great. When I taught, I remember once I was teaching a um, group of children, 8 to 11-year-olds, about the chakras. I'm like, how do I explain these energy centers to younger children? And I said, this one's like our inner sun. Yeah. So when we're, you know, when we're shy, we hide our sun away from the world. Hmm. And some people, they like to blind people with their light, and that's a bit too much. And <laughs> yeah. what we want to do is we just want to shine, but mm-hmm. we want everyone else to shine with us as well. And citrine helps with that. Bergamot helping with our self-worth helps us to be confident. Mm. And we even see maybe people that are unconfident overcompensate and overshine in that way. So you can use these two in this area for abundance, but, you know, carrying the crystal around, diffusing the essential oil or anointing the essential oil on that area. And that can just help you to work through that issue and just feeling a little bit better about yourself. Oh, I love that. Ooh, I'm feeling sunnier just talking about it. (laughs) Good, 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 good. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you say for people that might have root chakra issues that maybe they need a little bit of extra help or maybe some tools to help work in that area? Yeah, yeah. There's two essential oils that have really been coming in strong for me recently um, when it comes to the base chakra. And I think the um, one of my favorites is cedarwood mm. essential oil. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the challenges we have have had in this world over the last couple of years between you know the pandemic and um, you know now what's happening in Europe and all these different types of things yeah. you know we don't we don't know what's happening next week yeah and so the thing that we most struggle with is certainty mm. and when oh, you wow. think about cedarwood trees you know I'm not sure what trees are in the background behind you but they're these big strong trees mm-hmm. and when there's a forest when there's a storm or something like that yeah they may bend a little bit but they hold true mm. there's even this ancient story that said that god placed his knowledge in the cedarwood tree mm. so that we could be stored somewhere safely on earth oh. and i think if we all knew god's plan or the creator's plan on what on earth this is all about we go, it's all going to be fine. It's all part of the plan. Yes. Because we don't know what's happening and that certainly. So leaning into cedarwood, it, you know, on, on a chemistry level, it helps to um, promote GABA secretions, which is another hormone which I basically nickname as anti-adrenaline. Mm. So we all know what adrenaline does. GABA is, is the, like the mother at the end of the day goes, shh, calm down, calm down. So it's a beautiful one to like the big tree truck. You can pop it up and down your spine. Um, at night, on the soles of your feet, um, a drop with your nighttime moisturizer is really beautiful. Mm. Or one thing that um, some of us have been finding really effective is starting the day with a drop of a tree oil light cedarwood in your belly button. Ooh. 
and just to kind of ground and anchor in for the day in that type of way. So that can be a really beautiful one. Yeah. Ooh, I might put that on my kids too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and it's nice. Yeah. Beautiful for everyone. So it's quite a nice kind of um, one, one that everyone can kind of work with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it reminds me a lot of like, um, it reminds me a lot of uh, the scent of patchouli just because patchouli is so earthy for me, even though I feel like patchouli yeah. has, has more of a myriad of energy. Like, I'm sure you know way more about it, but like, Whenever I smell patchouli, it makes me feel very much like I'm, I'm like, it reminds me of the earth and like how it smells. Yeah, yeah. And I, I use a bath bomb with patchouli essential oils in it for my, for my girls. And they okay. always, they smell like patchouli for like weeks. Mm. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. And so I'll just sit there and smell their hair. I'm like, oh, you smell so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, patchouli is another great, it is actually when I work with Bay Chakra. And it also kind of works on the base chakra and the crown chakra. Ooh. It's really good for settling people down. Oh. So, you know, as spiritual people, sometimes we're busy trying to get up to the 18th dimension and connect with the highest angels and all this. And it's like we're here having a physical experience where, yes, we may be spiritual beings, but we're meant to be doing stuff here on, in reality. Yes. So anyone who's trying to, who's basically off with the fairies, mm-hmm. truly is great for that. It's a really great one for being present mm. and also helping you focus on what you can do. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, governments making decisions and so on, a lot of that we, yes, we can obviously do petitions and we can get the community together, but worrying about it and stressing about that is destabilizing for the base chakra again. And because the base chakra is all about feeling safe and secure, mm-hmm. but surely just like, hey, what can you do for yourself that's beneficial right now? Yes. So really, really nice, great one for the... Um, base chakra and for anyone who's kind of sitting up in the crown chakra and they're overactive in that way too much cool so you can pair that red jasper is a really good one if you kind of need to settle down and simplify rubies are really good if you kind of feel that you lack a bit of power power um you know i taught a class last night and i was when i was talking about ruby i was like i like to ask the question of ruby are you sitting on your throne or is someone else sitting on your throne Ooh. when it comes to ruling your life uh, you know, who, who who's in charge? Is your partner in charge? Is is you know someone at work in charge? Are your kids in charge? And that could be an aspect of your life, or it could be your whole life. Who are you letting run your life and decide how your life turns out? Ruby, like you know the other stones of nobility, of diamonds, emeralds, and sapphires, really help us come back into our power. So that's a really good one for the base chakra as well. I did not know that about Ruby, and that makes me feel really yeah. good because I have one that I just got for Valentine's Day, and I'm like. I like this one. I'm not entirely sure why, but I like it. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, you have the base chakra crystals. You know, like red jasper is very earthy, so yes. it does settle us. But sometimes we're, you know, when we're feeling unsafe, we feel weakened, mm. and we need to fire up. And so Ruby's more of a fire crystal, whereas red jasper is more of an earth. So depending on what you're feeling with, everyone needs something a little bit different. I find. Yes, I agree. So what would you say would be a good like a good animal totem for that area? Because you had mentioned yeah, here you're probably You're looking at your big animals kind of thing. So things like bears oh. are, are really great. You know, they've got that... If, if I told you that, okay, you've got to do something you're feeling a bit nervous or shaky about or you're feeling unsafe, but I'm sending in a big, um, friendly four, four um, or, or eight-foot grizzly bear with you, it'd be like, 
whatever. I don't care what my boss says to me today. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So that um, elef- elephants are really beautiful for the base shark mm. because again they've got that heaviness, but they've also got that real um, you know wisdom that they they they're migratory animals and that kind of thing. Really good, especially for older women because mm. you've got a matriarchal animal here of like I still have relevance and obviously that can be really great as well. So kind of lean into, you know, in Australia, we, I lean in things like the wombat, which is, is a big kind of, um, like a, I don't know. Giant Have rat. you seen a wombat before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, quite, they're quite cute and cuddly, but they're also very grounded. They're burrowing animals and that type of thing as well. So they've got that strength and connection with the earth. So yeah. They can be fierce well. when they want to be too, don't they, wombats? Yeah, very much. Yeah. Very much so, yeah. And you know, we have one kind of, um, we have an animal here called a dingo, which would probably yeah. be similar to a, a wolf or a coyote. Yes. Places. Um, and that, that, they try and eat wombats, but wombats will actually bury in their, their bum is so kind of um, leathery that the, the dingoes just kind of can't grab it and pull it out <laughs> oh, and eat it. So oh they actually trump a, trump a dingo. So, yeah, oh, they, they trump a dingo. Cool, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so yeah. let's let's move upward. Let's move to the sacral yeah. chakra, which honestly I feel like I've been like really working on this area. I feel like I mean, just from my perspective, just because I can speak pretty pretty well from a, a woman's perspective, I feel like there's a lot of women that deal with blocks in this area. And so it's ugh, a lot of women want to work on, you know, owning and understanding their creativity and their sexuality and how they enjoy themselves and their passion. And so what are what what would you suggest, especially when it comes to trying to get this area really balanced and healthy again? Yeah, it's the sacral chakra is a challenging one. And it's probably my most challenging chakra personally as well, because, as you said, it's to do with that. Uh, it's. Each chakra is associated with the system of our body, so it's our respiratory, sorry, our reproductive system. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it is. It's What does our reproductive system do? Creativity and pleasure. Mm-hmm. And there's we, we struggle with creativity because we're trying to fit in, and so there's this balance of, you know, being an individual as in fitting into the crowd. And pleasure. You know, for mm-hmm. a lot of women, um, if they're mothers or even if they're not, there's this guilt about enjoying yourself, mm-hmm. especially if... Everyone else isn't sorted yet. So mothers may be, you know, I've got to make sure my husband's right and I've got to make sure the kids are right and maybe parents are right and then I might do something for myself. And right. I find a lot, um, even with, you know, teaching everything in, in spiritual um, topics, the women that come in and do it are kind of like, you know, worrying about everyone else and not putting in for themselves. And they end up going around with their little cup and kind of make sure everyone's had a drink throughout the day and then their cup's empty and they're, resentful, they're depleted, and they end up not giving their best to their partner and their kids. So the sacral chakra is about how do we top that up and overflow that. So when it comes to essential oils, there are some, you know, things like wild orange helps us reconnect mm. with our happiness and overcome guilt. Uh, grapefruit really helps us to honour our body. Oh. Um, you've got clementine, which, again, helps you have a bit more fun. Um, and tangerine is kind of... Um, tangerine has been used, especially in China, for a long time. For it's a really great one to diffuse in your house as mm-hmm. a protection before you go on holiday. Oh. But it also protects the traveller, and so oh. it awakens our curiosity. And I think as we get older, we start to know it all, and we get into our comfort zone, and we hang out with the same people, and life can get a bit monotonous. Mm. And tangerine kind of goes, "Hey, let's go exploring. 
a little bit more. What, you know, let, let's show interest. And it doesn't mean that you have to go on a holiday. It just might be like, have you ever actually asked that, you know, some of your colleagues at work about how they grew up or, mm. or that kind of thing? Let's just open. Because one of my favorite words for the sacral chakra is intimacy. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about romantic intimacy. It's just about talking to people about stuff that counts rather than the weather and, you know, the traffic and different things like that. Yes. So tangerine gives you this courage to open up and do that. But then you've got neroli. Now, neroli mm. is gifted to us from the orange blossom. Mm. And it's actually very, very relaxing. It's got chemistry in it that's more relaxing than lavender. And it just helps you to kind of um, soothe and relax into situations and step out of your comfort zone. Mm. It's got this long history of being of kind of enticement. So it is said that nymphs used to use the scent of neroli to beckon young men and women out of their bedchambers at night into the forest for a night of pleasure and ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And then it's been used by brides on their first night with their husbands to help them relax. Mm. Ladies of the night have used it to... Um, seduce their clients and even Cleopatra used neroli and jasmine and anointed her sails with her when she sailed up the Nile to go and seduce Mark Antony. Oh wow. So there's all this kind of beckoning and enticement (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there's even I've found studies where people that are smelling neroli can think out of the square better than those that aren't when they're given like a test in that way. So this one really helps us to relax and step out of our comfort zone Hmm. and I think that you know why this is so when we think about what we've been doing with physical distancing and all that over the last few years yeah it it feels really odd um we've kind of been getting back into physical classes where i am and hearing people say like good friends see each other and go can i give you a hug oh god i know (laughs) it's it's really interesting you know um i i heard this other great study that was done in um it was done all around the world. What people went and did, and they went and sat in coffee shops. Great, great job. And they just watched how many times people would touch each other, like just on the arm or hold their hand or whatever that may be. Now, in countries including the US and Australia and the UK and Canada, people touched each other about two times an hour. Hmm. You go to places like South America, um, parts of Europe, um, parts of Africa, the touching was closer to 200 times an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just in reassuring in that type of thing. Uh, and, and there are other studies that have found babies that aren't touched. There was this shocking experiment that was done in Germany way back in, you know, a century ago where they had two sets of babies in a nursery. One they would, you know, the nurses would hold and cuddle and feed. The others weren't touched at all. Oh. And the other ones that weren't touched actually all died. Oh, my God. Horrific. <laughs> Horrific, do you oh, mean? Oh now, sorry to get all horrific on you for a second, but that kind of shows how important touch is, that we yeah. need touch and to feel comfortable around that. And just, you know, the sacral chakra is not just about touch, but it's just about feeling comfortable around people. Mm. And with so much division in the world, I think we just need to kind of get to understand people a little bit more. And so neroli is a really nice one to, you know, the citrus oils, the orange citrus oils will give you the confidence and the joy mm-hmm. and the neroli will help you to relax in so they can work really well. Pair that with an orange crystal like a carnelian or a sunstone and you're going to feel a lot more joy and connection and um, it, it helps with loneliness a bit as well. Oh, gosh. And especially because I feel like there's a pretty profound difference between being alone and then being lonely. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes I feel like all this work is really good to do when you're alone and you're able to really connect and be intimate with yourself and understand what it is that you are really needing. But then there's that lonely piece that's like that, you know, and engenders a bit of longing and like that connection, like you said, that physical touch, even if it's friendly, you know what I mean? Having mm. that connection with another person or being is so important. It's all part of the human, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> experiment, experience. I guess yeah. you experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So what animal would you say would be like the sacral chakra? So the sacral chakra, you know, one that is quite interesting is um, the cat. Oh, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. <laughs> so when you think about cats, yeah. they, they have this they have this kind of sensuality about them just in the way they move, mm-hmm. but they also have this um, quite um, this in the, this independence. Do you know what I mean? So it's about mm. doing things on their terms and snuggling when they want, but not being needy. You yes. see, we can also when we've got issues with the sacral chakra become needy and um, attention seeking and dra- creating drama to try and make people give me attention uh-huh. and, and we don't want that as well we want to feel comfortable in who we are and then comfortable to share who we are yes and and, and so the cat's a really nice one to kind of go you know i am who i am i'll snuggle when, when it's right time to snuggle but i'll also i, I don't i don't need you <laughs> yeah of sort of like well. you get yeah. three pets and then i'm gonna bite you <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much the difference between like that that yin and yang energetic, if you will, because it's like that yeah. yin energetic is very much like that. Like, I'm fine by myself. You can touch yeah. me for a minute, and then you need to leave me be. And then when I'm ready to snuggle with you, I will. And then the the dog is very much like, let's just do all the things. <laughs> Yeah, and they love yeah. me uh, all the time. <laughs> that, that undivided love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. sure. Yes. Mm. So do you feel like there's more to add to the solar plexus or do you feel like that abundance one that we spoke of was pretty, pretty? Yeah, bergamot is great for, for another couple of oils. Um, you know, ginger is really good for that. It, it's I find it really empowering. It's a really great oil. Even when you're doing not so much with chakras, but just create visualization. What we do is we visualize something and we send that energy out to the world. Mm. If you inhale ginger beforehand, it helps to raise the amount of energy within you, mm. so that you're sending more out. Um, but it's it's got a very Mars energy, very strengthening and empowering in that way. So that can be a really you know, bergamot is a bit softer, a bit more gentle, but ginger is again that more power kind yes. of one. So yeah, that's really good for that. It so, makes sense then, because yeah, any yellow crystal, um, and we've got good old hummingbird works nice enough as all, but the chakra as well. Absolutely. I love that. So then let's talk about Anahata. Yes. Yeah, that. We're the center of it all. Yeah. Now, this is one that people, I, I really like to clarify. So the heart chakra is about um, our ability to give love, mm-hmm. but also our ability to receive love. Mm-hmm. And there are some lovely people out there that are so generous and kind. And when we do some work with the heart chakra, we go, hold on, this is not balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got videos that show you with the, on YouTube that show you with Pendulum how to work all that out. And what happens is they're quite happy to give love to the world, but when it comes to receiving, they struggle. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I often find that, you know, the heart chakra, yes, it resonates with the color green, but also with the color pink. Mm. It's like a two-way street. Yes. So we find people when they're unbalanced, they may do things like, maybe if I give enough love to the world, then maybe I'm worthy of love. Mm. And it's normally that inadequacy in that way. Yes. Or again, 
people will try and manipulate and make people love them, whether it be things like blackmail or, you know, attention seeking and that give me love in that type of way. Yes. So one of my favourite oils, I'm, I'm going to carry you all down to Australia. It's an Australian classic, this tea tree essential yes. oil. So tea tree is kind of known for its antiseptic aroma and very good for cleansing and skin and house cleaning and all that type of thing. But it's really quite interesting as well. It has white flowers. And any tree or plant that has white flowers has a connection to the moon. Mm. Now, research and psychologists have found that in the first six months of when we're born, a child will see their mother, for want of a better term, as God. Mm. Because she gives me comfort and touch. She gives me milk. She gives me everything. Yes. So if in that first six months of life, the baby doesn't get exactly what it needs. Now, that doesn't mean that you had a bad mother. Maybe just the room was a bit cold or mum worked away or mum was a bit slow coming to you or anything like that. Mum had the best intention. If the baby doesn't get exactly its needs met as it wants, it goes, well, there can't be anything wrong with God, mum, because she's perfect. She gives me everything. If I'm not getting what I'm demanding, maybe there's something wrong with me. And we actually write this script in our minds in the first six months of life. Now... Us as adults, we have no idea what on earth we're thinking way back then. But how this will manifest in our lives is a lack of nourishing and nurturing ourselves. Mm. So that may be money problems. It may getting into relationships where we end up doing all the nurturing and not getting enough our needs met. Or it may be also just we neglect our health or we neglect our own personal needs. Mm. And so tea tree is this beautiful one that actually comes in with a heart chakra and actually helps to cleanse away these stories that don't serve us anymore. Mm. So the heart chakra, we always go, oh, yes, give me love, give me love, give me love. But it's, all, it's, it's not just about getting a, you know, having a romantic partner. It's about actually feeling nourished and nurtured. Mm-hmm. And it goes far beyond just romantic love in that way. And tea is a really good one for helping you with that. So, again, if, you, if anyone's finding that they're not having their core needs fulfilled and they're not getting value in their life, um, then tea tree can work really well with that. Mm, I love that. So one of my favourites. Um, yeah. Now, if we want to go, okay, let's let's talk about love and let's go a bit bow chicka wow wow. This is where ylang ylang is really good. Yeah. So you know, I think when I smell ylang ylang, it takes me off into a tropical island where everyone's beautiful and um, you know the weather's perfect and time to stand still. It's like being on holiday. Yes. And ylang ylang is very good for. Um, for relaxing the mind mm-hmm. and, and bringing in pleasure. So, you know, Lang Lang really helps us to open up the heart to, re- to relax a bit more into love. You know, sometimes when we are single or even when we're in a relationship, we get very like, it should be this way or, you know, what should I do? Just relax. Mm-hmm. You're on holidays. Enjoy it. You know, probably one of the best parts of being in love is that first six months. Mm. And how many of us are either stressing... Do, do they like me? Is this right? And all that kind of thing. Or what's going to happen? Or should we, you know, will, will this be the one? Or mm. do you mean like there's so much anxiety? Just enjoy it. Yes. And Lang Lang just allows us to enjoy the pleasure of love. Not just when we're first meeting someone, but if we're dating, mm. you know. Yes. Enjoy that. When you're single, I've, I've been in a relationship now for 13 years. God, I wish I enjoyed being single more because we all know <laughs> that the, the grass is always greener. Always greener. And, you know, always greener. And I'm like, oh. I used to have my whole nights to myself if I wanted. Yeah. And the whole house to myself. You know, just enjoy what it, Lang Lang's just, wherever you are, whatever your relationship status is, enjoy it. Enjoy it. In that type of way. Yes. 
And then to enhance the heart chakra one final wheel as well, you've got to go with rose. Mm. And, and for me, rose, you know, everyone knows rose is to do with love and to do with the heart chakra and to do with unconditional love. Yes. So go, oh, yeah, I love my partner. I love my kids unconditionally. And I always go, so if you got home and your partner had thrown out all your oils and your crystals, um, had burnt down the house and was sleeping with your best friend, would you still love them? And they're like, well, no. Well, I'm like, well, there, you don't love them unconditionally. Mm. There's condition. Yes. Now, there, that's obviously an extreme example, but how often do we get annoyed with our partner because they forget that we've got a booking on Saturday night or they forget to pick up the milk on the way home or they forget to put the toilet seat down or something like that. Mm. And so what we do, it's really interesting. We get into a relationship loving someone and they're perfect, but then there's little things that we start to want to change about them. And then a decade later, we're like, well, they're not the same person that I met when... I fell in love with them. Probably mm. not because you've been trying to mold them for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we could just embrace someone for who they are yes, and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, they decided that they didn't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. That would give them the permission to, instead of trying to please everyone else, to be themselves. And that would give us the same permission to love ourselves unconditionally and be loved. Imagine if we didn't have to please anyone. Yes. Oh, my God. And that's what Rose kind of crypt works to create this space in her. Just like, just, you know, let people be who they're meant to be mm-hmm. and, and let yourself be who, who you want to be and, and loving people for that kind yes. of thing. And I think that it's, it's a really unconditional love is bandied around a lot, but I think it's a lot harder to achieve than maybe we might think. So yes. it's another, my, my favorite one for the heart chakra. Yes. And I could go on and on because I've been talking very much about the difference between conditional and unconditional love and acknowledging the parts of ourselves that really do put expectations and conditions on ourselves and other people. And so I greatly appreciate you bringing that up because that helps with me and helping kind of give people sort of tools to help with that work and like finding their conditions you know yeah and how they can move yeah, past it. Much. Um so yeah. crystals and the the animal totem for the heart the animals. So for crystals, anything green or anything pink. Yes. Pink's very much your more romantic love kind of crystals. Right. Green's your more your nurturing, your value. Um, a bit of money can come into that as well and that type of thing. So it's that. It is your life nurturing and nourishing for you, if not green crystals. Are you feeling love and maybe romance? Then the pink crystals are really good. Um, animal totems for that. Um, you know, one, one favorite one that I really love, you know, all, all animals have, have wisdom to teach us in one way or another. Mm-hmm. But one that I really, really like is I love the um, – actually, two have just pushed their way into my mind. <laughs> For loving ourselves, I actually like the moose. Oh. Now, why the moose? Yes. Ugly friggin' animal. Let's be honest, <laughs> ugly friggin' animal. But, um, you know, the males in mating season, they'll get up on the highest mountain and, and make that call. That call. It is friggin' call. But they're proud of who they are. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, so sometimes we just need to love ourselves and be who we are. Yes. Unconditionally and that kind of thing. So moose can be, just be like, hey, I, I look hideous, I sound hideous, but I'm going to be proud of who I am and Here it is. what I attract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So moose is a good one. Um, yeah, there's a beautiful bird um, called the um, called lovebird, and they mm. actually always sit together. And, mm-hmm. and they can be a really nice one for kind of visualizing that connection in that type of way. So yes. um, 
I, I quite like them for kind of feeling that that energy in the EU of someone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cool. I never thought about lovebirds. That makes so much sense. I yeah. love that. A real classic one, but yeah, a good one <laughs> yeah. as well. Okay, so let's talk about throat. The throat yes, chakra. Okay. So the throat chakra. So you know, this this is to do with self-expression. I think what a lot of people focus on is their ability to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, what people forget about is their ability to shut up and listen. Mm. So, yeah, the, one of my favorite terms for the throat chakra is it's the bridge of peace. Oh. It's where we take our heart, our feelings, and our mind, and we express that. Mm. And it's through understanding that we can resolve all different conflicts in that type of thing. And it's through dialogue. And so being able to work your throat chakra like a tennis match where I talk and then I listen and I talk and I listen and one of my favorite sayings um is that the wisest one is he who speaks last or she who speaks last Mm -hmm. because I actually listen to everyone and then can actually form their message in a way that is going to be receptive rather than just announcing to the world this is what I'm doing Mm. and it's quite interesting when we look at what social media allows us to do it's all about talking it's not about listening kind of thing. So really, yes. really interesting. So what we want to do is we want to bring that into balance. So there's basically three different sets of oils that are really great. If we feel that we are struggling to communicate, the eucalyptus is really good. Mm. So eucalyptus is, remember also, um, one thing people don't always realize is over 700 species of eucalyptus in Australia and surrounding countries. Wow. So it's not just eucalyptus oil. Mm. You know, that's probably eucalyptus radiata or another one's called eucalyptus globulus that you can often find. Mm. Um, but there's actually eucalyptus that each of their leaves have different aromas. There are ones that have lemon scent to them. Mm-hmm. There are ones that have peppermint scent, scent to them, uh, strawberry, and so on. Oh, wow. But overall, they all help with the respiratory system. And as we breathe, you know, we can express ourselves a bit more yeah. in that way. If we are a bit of a talker and we like to kind of dominate conversation, leaning into the chamomiles can be really great. Mm. We know chamomile teas to be really calming. So this kind of helps us to be a bit more calm, a bit more gentle. And another key word that's one of my favorite words at the moment, a bit more kind. Mm. Um, which, yeah, we don't know what's always, yeah. I, what I found in the last few years is some, sometimes even the strong people are struggling, but they just hide it better. Yeah. And, you know, even those that you think can handle your, your foul mood or your abuse or, or your rudeness, it, it, it really hurts and they just don't show it as obviously kind of thing. I think we all need a bit more kindness. Um, so I really think that the chamomiles are really great. It's a be more gentle with other people, mm-hmm. be more gentle with the earth, but also more gentle with ourselves. Mm. Um, and I'm sure people may have heard of this before, but that expression of um, would you talk to other people the way you talk to yourself? Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good reminder with the chamomiles for that. Yes. The final oils are the cypress oils. Now, the cypress oils, cypress is a really generous tree that sometimes they give it from their leaves and sometimes they give it from their wood. Mm -hmm. With the leaves, there's this energy of flow, Mm -hmm. of really, you know, uh, cypress leaf oils are really great for getting any fluid in our body, whether it's it's fluid retention or urinary problems or overperspiration or menstrual problems or anything. Cypress is topically on the body. It normally helps to, the body to find its natural balance again. Mm. Metaphysically, it really helps to get everything flowing mm. in that way. So really beautiful in that way. Um, the wood oils have this real strength and, and certainty about what we say. Mm. And sometimes, you know, 
we probably all met people in our lives that can say something very simple in a half hour announcement kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and the focus was, you know, there's ones, you know, they're often known as names such as Nutka or Arba Vitae, <clears throat> pardon me, or Sugi mm-hmm. is a, a one from, or Hinoki, a one's from Japan. And what they allow us to do is be really clear with the messages we put out to the world. Mm-hmm. Because in order to manifest effectively, and the Athroot Chakra allows us to do that, our thoughts, our words, and our actions must all be in alignment. Mm. Otherwise, it's like putting on three different songs at the same time and trying to learn the words. Wow. So often we're thinking one thing, we're saying another, and then not doing what we say we do and act a different way. And so if, if the universe is sitting there going, okay, so what do they want? How do I help them? She's thinking she wants this, but she keeps telling everyone she's fine and then she's drinking lots on the weekends by herself. We're lost. Do We're you like, mean? What so, do you want really? <laughs> what exactly? So yeah. Get those two get those three radio stations all playing the same song. And and the cyclic woodalls really helps to be really clear in, in how we communicate, not just through talking our expression of ourselves in the energy we're actually putting into our aura through our thoughts in the energy we put out through our words and the energy we do through our actions they all create ripples and you want them all to be rippling the same way the same way yes yeah so for the throat chakra crystals and animal that you would say would be best represented yeah so sometimes we'll get a little bit confused as we get to these higher chakras and the crystals this resonates with the color blue. So you're looking at more your lighter blue crystals. So this seems like if you can calm it down with the chamomile kind of energy, blue lace agate or angelite or blue calcite's really nice. Mm-hmm. If you need a bit more power in there, um, there's a beautiful crystal known as aqua aura quartz, um, which is stunning. It's actually, it is a man-made crystal with natural ingredients where they fuse gold to quartz and it turns radiant blue. Um, oh. And blue opals. Blue opals are really great as well. These two really give that kind of power and healing capacity to the speech as well. When it comes to animals, you know, my favourite one that I lean into, a lot of the parrots are really good because oh. they've got that thing. But my favourite is the blue and gold macaw. Oh, yes. Big bird, gold, that golden colour which is healing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that yellow. It's also yellow in its, in its plumage, so it's joyous. And parrots are about saying what you need to say, but say it in a healing way, mm-hmm. saying the way that, you know, creates a garden. Mm-hmm. You plant a garden, not, not a bed of weeds in the seeds that you plant in your words. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. I'm loving all of it, basically. It's <laughs> amazing. Okay, so let's move up to our third eye. Yes. Okay. So the third eye, one, one misconception I find when people think about the third eye, that's straight away think about their intuition. Mm. So I believe how I work with the third eye, it's to do with our intuition and our intellect. Yes. It's how we interpret the world. Um, and, under, and my key word for the third eye is understanding. Mm. Now, yeah, we probably all need to focus on intuition because that's something that's been kind of quashed for a, a few thousand years kind of thing. So we, we're all pretty intellectual, Yeah. Um, hopefully. <laughs> no, have you said that? But, yeah, questionable for us. Yeah. 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 So it's about how we interpret, you know, the crown chakra, which we'll talk about in a second, connects us with what's our spiritual mission. And then third eye goes, okay, so I know my spiritual mission. How do I actually apply that into this physical world? Mm-hmm. So we use our intuition, our gut feelings, and we use our um, our understanding and our logic to go, what do we do? Right. So for intuition, my favorite oil for intuition, so many, 
Um, juniper berry is a really great one. Mm-hmm. Juniper berry helps us to, um, it's great for empaths. It helps to actually, um, it, it enhances the intuition, but I also drink juniper berry um, in water when I'm doing a reading for someone because I take on their energy because I wanted to connect with them. But afterwards, you don't want to like be exhausted. Yes. And so any empath that feels that they've been drained, yeah, juniper berry actually helps the, the organs of the body where we tend to store energy and just on an energetic level, cleanse away. Mm. And people have burnt, um, since Babylonian times, burnt juniper to help cleanse out temples and things like that as well. Mm. It's also the best oil for fear. And putting it on the soles of your feet, if you've got kids that get night terrors, I've found it works brilliantly for that. But I put it on the soles of my feet and I dream more. So it allows us to go into those places where we're scared to go. And so juniper berry can be really quite powerful in that way. So that's good for that intuitive side. I love it for that. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to message you later be like, Adam, the dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I, I absolutely love Jennifer. That's my kind of practice that I do quite a lot. Um, on the other hand, sometimes we've got so much information coming in mm-hmm. um, you know, that we feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to work out what on earth we're meant to do because we're like, I have no freaking idea. Yeah. And so this is where basil is really great. Mm. And the... Um, the Greeks and the Romans used to say that basil helps to put a scorpion in the mind. Mm-hmm. And I love that analogy of, you know, focus. Yes. Physically. And this is the thing that I've found time and time again with the oils. They, um, they what they do physically, they'll, they'll do metaphysically. Mm-hmm. And basil, I've found, I've been prone in the past from trying to be a typical Gemini and do everything. <laughs> I'm trying to be everything to everyone and mm-hmm. do it all. Yes. And I spread myself too thin and I've exhausted myself Mm. and I've become absolutely exhausted. And what Basil says is, hold on, focus back in on what's really important to you and do what what you need to do. Mm. So if you're feeling scattered and overwhelmed, then that can be really great. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people that need some of that in their lives. Yeah. And that's great. (laughs) On the third eye, yeah. Um, In a diffuser. Um, or actually on the adrenals as well, on the soles of the feet at night to help oh. you settle, settle down and focus on oh. what's really important. I love yeah. that. So then what would be some really great crystals to help this area and then the animal? Yeah, so crystals, there, this is where you want your deeper blue crystals. So these are things like kyanite, the blue kyanite is really good. That's especially good for empaths as well. Lapis lazuli, sodalite, um, even tanzanite. Those are the kind of ones that are really good for there. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got this scorpion, which is really great for um, for that focusing of the mind. If you do want that expression, I'm going to stick with my macaws. I'm having a macaw moment, but the <laughs> hyacinth macaw, which is more mm-hmm. that dark blue. Mm-hmm. So one of the things about birds and parrots is they're all about expression. And so whenever an, an energy center is not expressing itself, then it's great to bring in a bird if you like birds because they've got that freedom that clarity, and they bring that color and that volume. So the hyacinth is that beautiful deep blue with the light yellow rings around their eyes. I, I, you know, one of them will sometimes, I've, I've sensed it sitting on my shoulder when I need to be a bit more intuitive. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And you know what's funny is I always thought of like those bluer, blue crystals, like, um, you know, the sodalite and the... Um, and the lapis would be more for throat, but that I, I swear if, if it's closer to my third eye, I feel there's more of a connection and opening 
with those crystals but on my third eye. I think that people have kind of then gone, you know, sometimes people go amethyst and then clear quartz for the crown. Yes. And I think one of the reasons they may do that, it's totally economical. There are not actually many cheap light blue crystals. Uh, so I think when people are making like $20 um, like chakra packs, it's just like, that'll do. That's close enough for mm. Because, you know, it could be that. It but could be. if we go that they are associated with rainbow colors, we know that this is indigo. Yes. It's not violet. It's yes. not amethyst. So that's my rationale. But one thing I just want to kind of put in as a clause, I'm not swearing to not be the, the grand poobar of knowledge or anything <laughs> like that type of thing. <laughs> Everything that I always teach is I encourage people to try it on for size. If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, you're closer to finding what your truth is type of thing. So yes. sit with it and try. Yeah. yeah. And so then we move... To the crown. the crown. Yes. Yeah. So the crown chakra is our connection to our spirituality kind of thing. And I mentioned at the start of our chat that the first crystal I ever bought was amethyst. Yes. And I think this is a perfect crystal for here because, you know, most people, I find if it's not their first crystal, it's one of the first crystals they buy. Mm -hmm. And it's as if there's something within us or around us or it says a mortal life in this rat race and trying to run around and keep up with everyone. And I just want to stop and relax and see what else there is to life. There's something more. And Amethyst encourages us to do that. Mm. Now, pair that where Amethyst is the 101 of crystals, you've then got lavender, which is your 101. Mm. Now, these both stimulate the crown chakra, help it to be more connected. And people are like, but they're relaxing. How would that stimulate an energy center? Yeah. Because we don't connect to our spirituality by doing more. You connect to it by doing less. Yes. And so lavender can be really great in that way as well. Yes. So that's a really nice one that I love for the crown chakra. The other oil that I've kind of been leaning into a lot recently um, is Tulsi, which is holy basil. Ooh, yes. That works really well. Um, and I hope I don't offend anyone with my language here, but I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of dickheads in the world. There's Not offended. <laughs> That's great. There's, there's dickheads on the road, there's dickheads on the news, uh -huh. dickheads in your life. Yes. And what can happen is we can get so annoyed at the dickheads and work all the time yeah. that we're so worried about what everyone else is doing, we forget about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And if we were driving on the road, we're almost like worrying about what everyone else is doing <laughs> and not, we're not focusing on our life. And just like Basil, General Basil is really good for helping us kind of focus our mind, Tulsi helps us. Focus on what, what are we actually here to do? Mm. Who cares what your brother's doing? Who cares what someone else is doing? What light are you here to bring to this world? Mm. How do you make this world a better place? And Tulsi works really nicely with helping you to focus on that. So we might want to work with Lavin to find that, to kind of find that connection of what we're here to do. Mm. We could bring in frankincense, another great one, to give us the confidence to step forward and do it. And then Tulsi keeps us focused on that longer path as well. Oh, I love it. Love that. So then an animal. There's a really cool bird that drops in, which is um, called the violet-backed starling. Um, it's an African bird and it's violet. If, if, everyone after them watched or listened to this, definitely yeah. jump on and Google it. It's purely violet. Oh and it's just God. this really brave communal bird that you know, um, is, is quite tenacious in what it does. And it's a really nice one for the ground chakra. Oh, I love that. Ooh. Yay! I, 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 I love this because if we hadn't have done this again, Adam, we wouldn't have incorporated the crystals and the animals this time. So this is like so much better. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad. 
So how can, thank you so much, first of all, for agreeing to do this again and to incorporate your wisdom. I mean, you are just a wealth of knowledge. I'm so excited that we got to do this again. Um, how can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, um, I have a link to address, which I'll forward to you if you want to kind of attach to things. But basically, yes. I'm your typical Gemini, so I'm everywhere. So <laughs> I have a Facebook page, I'm on Instagram, I have a YouTube channel. So if there's any oil or any crystal you want to know about, if you search that and my name, I should come up on YouTube. Um, I do a weekly podcast, I send out a newsletter each week, um, and I run online courses. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, um, I can... Yeah, you, know, you, you can find me and you can learn and that type of thing as well. So yeah, awesome. I'd love people to reach out, connect with me. Um, and I've got an online shop where I sell books and oracle cards and a whole range of different things as well. That's amazing. So if you if you want to reach Adam, he has a website and it's Adam Barrelet, A-A-D-A-M-B-A-R-R-A-L-E-T dot com. So that's your website. Yes. And, and then yeah. there's a link tree that's in there too. Like you have like a whole yeah, tab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. can Search that name and I kind of, you know, we all Google ourselves occasionally, and the first page will give you all the things you need to find if you do quite <laughs> Yeah, it came up lickety split when I put your name in there. I was cool. like, oh, there he is. <laughs> Perfect. All right, Perfect. Adam. So I wanted to honor your time because you 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 were like, I have I have this many minutes, so I'm so excited we got it all in, and hopefully within yes. the time frame so that you can go about your day. Thank and you so much. Thank you so much for being here again. And I just, I appreciate you. And I look forward to any and all times that we get to hang out and talk like this. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for tuning in and listening as well. I appreciate their time too. Absolutely. So you guys go and check out Adam Barrelet. Make sure that you, you know, send him some messages or get in contact with him if you have questions and he can get you on the right path. But that's pretty much it for this week. And I love you all. And make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast. Check out Akasha Flicks for all the video content and all the exclusive content that I have. And until we meet again, love and light to you all. And then I'm gonna stop the video. <laughs> Yay! That was awesome! Cool! Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much again. This was so great. Okay, so I'll just I'll just begin and we will go from there. And let me just pull up really quick. I want to pull up something here. (laughs) This will be a little click click click. And I wanted to do sort of like this the similar thing like what we did last time because I really loved our conversation last time, like what yeah, we talked I about. Remember, I remember writing for the chakras, but I can't remember what else we talked about. But yeah. Oh, and that's okay. It was, it was probably, you probably it, yeah. You it was, yeah. <laughs> it's mainly crystals, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crystals, and I think I threw in a little essential oils. That's right. Cool. Crystals, Sorry. essential oils, all the things. Done. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs>